Hello and welcome to Letters Home. I'm your host, George Leach. You're listening to episode two. In this episode, I'm going to read two letters from Gigi as well as two postcards he sent home. The first letter is from July 14th, 1942. It reads, Hi everybody. Well, I just got back from the field where they gave us broad jumps, dips, chins, and races. We were timed and they counted how many times we did each one. This morning we were shown movies on what a soldier should know. The dinner was swell today. Pork chops, smashed potatoes, tomatoes, pineapple pie, and iced imitation grapefruit or grape juice. Only it wasn't iced. Did you get the four or five letters I sent you? I'll be here for a while, then we go out again. How's the weather in Detroit? I hope it isn't as hot there as it is here. I take a shower in cold water every day, only the water ain't cold. We can wash our own clothes or send them out, but they charge you laundry anyway, so I might as well send them out. I wash my socks, hankies, and my undies myself. Undies is underlined. Did Helen get my card informing her to send me my slippers? I don't know if all my letters got home because I printed my name on the envelope instead of writing it out in longhand. I just found that out yesterday. We were sleeping nice and peaceful last night when it started to rain like mad, but I didn't feel like going out and putting the flaps down over the screen, so I just covered myself. But two other guys in the tent went out and did it for everybody. I'm going to take a shower now, then I'm supposed to meet John Cinco at 6 o'clock by the PX. That's where you can buy almost anything. It's run by the government. How's Sadie doing in the shop? Still working long hours? They got lots of old guys here, which shouldn't be here. Some of them got blisters on their feet from walking. It just can't be helped. If there wasn't a war, they wouldn't be here. Nobody's complaining though. How's Mike and Chuck getting along? Did Helen get another ticket yet? How's the little leech pest making lots of noise, huh? I'll be waiting for a letter, and if I get a letter at home, send it out. Also my slippers. George. All right, now I'm going to read and describe two postcards Gigi sent July 15th, 1942. One postcard is addressed to his brothers, John and Paul Leach. On the picture side, there's a title at the top. It's called, The Sarge Gave Me the Works. It's an old comic style picture of what looks like a big, angry looking drill instructor pointing at a disheveled and unshaven soldier. There's also a dog behind the drill instructor who seems to be surprised and another soldier is pictured in between them. He's looking at the soldier who's on the receiving end of the drill instructor's ire. Maybe he's the yes man for the drill instructor. The text bubbles read, your shoes need shining, your gun is dirty, you need a shave and a haircut, your teeth need brushing, everything is wrong with you. The soldier being scolded simply replies, yes sir. The writing on the other side is addressed to Gigi's two brothers, John and Paul Leach. He seems to miss them and it's apparent they enjoy the good nature ribbing that's often common among brothers. Hiya guys, how's the fighting half of the Leach family? Are you making lots of noise and trouble as usual? If you are, I'll fly there in my bomber and machine gun the shit out of you. Be good, George. On the same day, July 15th, 1942, he sent a postcard to his dad. On the picture side of it, it shows a burly and somewhat frustrated soldier sewing a button onto his uniform blouse. He looks very red, probably as a result of some frustration as he's also sweating, but it also could be a result of sunburn. His gun, helmet, and other supplies are laying on the ground next to him. He's sitting on a red box that also has a thimble and thread on it. There's also an additional spool of thread on the ground next to the box he's sitting on. In the background, there's what looks like a hound dog in front of some tents, a soldier marching on the other side of the card, possibly on patrol, and there's also a donkey in the background near the marching soldier. The text bubble says, This is a hell of a job for a soldier. Hell of a is all one word. For is spelled F-E-R and soldier is S-O-J-E-R. On the other side, the writing says, Dear Dad, how you feeling? Pretty good, I hope. I feel fine. We get plenty to eat and lots of sunshine. How's your work? Is it hot there? Pretty hot here. 
Take your time. I'll be seeing you. George Jr. This next letter is dated July 18, 1942. It reads, Dear Mom, Dad, Kids, Mike, and Chuck. Well, I got your letter, Helen's letter, and Mrs. Poulter's card this afternoon. It's the first letters I received, and believe me, I really waited for it. We had our final classification this morning. Now I know what I'm going to do. After four tests and a, or should I say, two personal interviews, got any idea what it's going to be? Well, going to be a radio man. I have to go to school someplace for seven weeks, I guess, and maybe longer. They might send us to Chicago to those hotels the government took over, and then again, we might go to Colorado or Georgia. It's all guessing, of course. You can't really know until you get on the train. I'm just about ready to start my basic training. Monday, I believe. That's marching, shooting, and general soldier's life. We have to go to watch a parade this afternoon, and am I glad I don't have to march because it's a hot one out. It was 96 degrees out yesterday, but it was much hotter on account of the humidity. Lots of men are getting shipped out today, mostly mechanics. My watch is keeping perfect time. It seems that most of the other boys' watches have gone on the blink. The brigade general was up to visit our camp today, and he was in classification right alongside of me. I'm writing this letter outside the tent. Say, you know what just happened now? I was just standing here, and my crystal just popped out of my watch and broke. Maybe I can get it fixed out here. If not, I'll send it to you. I gotta go to the parade now. Thank Charlie for writing the letter. So long, George. So thoughts on episode two. There were a couple letters and a couple postcards. In the first letter, Gigi still seems pretty homesick a little bit to me. He's also just still bored. I mean, he talks about going through physical tests, running, doing broad jumps, watching movies to learn what soldiers are supposed to do and know. He describes in detail his dinner still, pork chops, smashed potatoes, tomatoes, pineapple pie. I like the mention of iced imitation grapefruit or grape juice only it wasn't iced. Not only does that make me think, you know, government's saving money and getting the cheap stuff because it's imitation, but his humor comes out too because he's talking about iced grape juice, only it's not iced. Hot days later he describes it being 96. Makes you wonder how good that imitation grape juice was. He's very concerned in the first letter about his slippers and asking Helen to send them. It makes me really curious about these slippers. What, what are they like? Are they common slippers, like with, with the backs cut off, or are they ones that are almost like moccasin style? He mentions it again at the end. I'd be waiting for a letter, and if I get a letter at home, send it out. Also, my slippers. Really, really want to see what those slippers were like. They seem to be special to him. Again, he's concerned about how everyone's doing at home. We asked about Mike and Chuck. Did Helen get another ticket yet? How are the little leech pests? Are they making lots of noise? Just concerned a lot about home and how everyone's doing there. Then in the next postcard, he expands on the question he had about the pests. He addresses one postcard to his brothers, John and Paul, and he, he kind of takes part in some good-natured ribbing, pretty much telling them to behave or else, you know. How's the fight in half? The leech family making lots of noise and trouble as usual. If you are, I'll fly in my bomber and machine gun the shit out of you and shit he's missing the letter i maybe because he thinks his parents will read it i'm not sure or just for whatever reason doesn't want to write the actual swear word anyways you can tell he wants his brothers to know he's still thinking about them but in a brotherly way with this postcard the uh picture on the fr on the front too it just looks cool it looks like an old style comic strip i'll put it up on the site but um yeah it pretty much what everyone experiences when you begin your military career no matter how hard you try and get everything organized and clean even though in this picture the guy is unshaven and just looks frazzled which everyone is at some point when you first join the military 
No matter how hard you try and work hard to get everything just so and just right and organized, the drill instructor or TI, depending on where you go, is um, gonna give you a hard time and tell you something's wrong. You can always make something better. Here, it's everything with this guy. Everything's wrong with you, no matter what you do when you first join the military. And maybe he thought his brother would get a kick out of that postcard. It, I mean, it, it looks cool. And the next postcard he wrote to his dad, that one, it's a more seasoned soldier and he's big and burly and he looks frustrated and he's sweaty and he's red and all he's doing is sewing a button onto his, his uniform blouse and the text says this is a hell of a job for a soldier you know writing to his dad it's just small talk but it's checking in you know i guess letting him know that he's okay and that he's you know he cares about his dad and his family he's getting plenty to eat lots of sunshine it's just it makes me think they love each other but with just the small talk and no really details about anything else maybe they didn't talk a whole lot i'm not sure but it's still nice postcard it makes me also wonder what um some of the letters from the other side would look like because I only have the letters Gigi sent out to people. I don't have the letters those people who wrote them back. I would have liked to see like what his dad wrote back to him. All right, so after those two postcards, there's another letter. And in that letter, he talks about receiving his first letters and how excited he was about that. He also had some big news. He found out what his classification was. Now he knows he's going to be a radio man, as he calls it. He's going to go to some school. He's not sure where, maybe Chicago, maybe Colorado or Georgia for at least seven weeks. He talks about how hot it was. A lot of people are getting shipped out, but they're mostly mechanics. Speaking of things I like to hear as far as terminology and vernacular of yesteryear is really cool when he's talking about his watch working, but a lot of the other boys' watches have gone on the blink. Gone on the blink. I had to look that up. I didn't think it was a typo, but I just, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's still used in this day and age, but when you look it up, it's just not working correctly. When you look up on the blink, it's either not working correctly or machines not functioning. When the machine is on the blink, it is not working correctly, courtesy of Cambridge Dictionary. I love the saying, it's cool. I'm gonna start using it, I think. I wonder if Gigi used it his entire life or it was just in the 40s the saying was popular, but it's awesome. He talks about a general standing next to him doing classification, and then he's outside when he writes this letter. It's pretty cool. Also, after talking about him getting classified, he talks about how he's starting basic training on Monday, he thinks. What's a little different to me is, at this point, I was thinking he, you know, maybe have already gone through basic training, maybe not, I guess. The order of how things happened for him in the military was interesting to me, because in this day and age, you know when you go into the military, you know, obviously he got drafted, so it's different, but now it's like you go to the recruiters, tell them you want to join, you go through some tests, usually the ASVAB, and then they might check you out, have a physical and all that stuff at a, at a MEP station. Here, it's like he, he got drafted, got sent off. I guess he was at a holding area, like at Fort Custer and then uh, at Jackson Barracks, before he knew what he was going to do. Not only before he knew what he was going to do, because sometimes that happens, people go to basic uh, training without a job. It's called uh, Open General. And then, then during the time you're at basic training, you find out what you're going to do, and that's based on your test scores, availability of jobs, essentially fill their needs based on what you're qualified for. But here, it's like he hasn't even gone through basic training. He's in a waiting area. Area where he's kind of getting introduced to the military but not having gone through basic training I guess it's like a pre basic training for people who are waiting to go off to war and it's just interesting to me that he's getting that military experience being exposed to it before basic training it's cool so yeah he talks about leaving for basic training how hot it is his watch had a crystal fallout it's still pretty apparent he misses home and he's grateful for the letters but now he knows what he's gonna do he's gonna be a radio guy
Let's see if we hear from Gigi while he's in basic training. I wonder if he'll have as much time to write as he did here. This has been Letters Home. Letters Home features music by Scott Buckley. Music by Scott Buckley can be found at www.scottbuckley.com.au. Thanks for listening and tune in next week to Letters Home.